Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody back to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I am Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to give a little rundown on the NFC North and what we think they might need for next year, how they're looking fantasy-wise, kind of go over, I mean, who actually has fantasy relevance on each team. There'll be maybe a couple teams that don't have much, some that have a lot more, but we'll go through it, give our thoughts, maybe what they'll do, and just kind of, you know, go from there. But Jeff, I'm actually going to start this off with a little question I got. I got an email. So just a quick little question here, you know, because we kind of specialized I mean, more in auction drafts, I think, than uh, most. Yeah, I got a little question here from a guy who's going to be actually playing a first-time auction. Ooh, put me on the spot. I, am, right. I didn't tell you this at Bring all. Bring it on. But it's just a, it's a simple question. He just kind of wanted to know what you think the best strategy is. The best strategy to go huge and spend, like, all your money on getting a star player or two and then just nothing on the rest? Or do you go more balanced? Like, he, mm. what would you recommend in that situation? Do you do you think that get the stars and then nothing, the studs and duds strategy kind of thing? Or is more balanced? What do you look to do? Uh, me, and this is going to be a, a two-parter, I guess. Um, off the top of my head, I personally like to be a well-rounded team. Mm-hmm. I like to have a little bit of that depth. Yep. But that is also puts you in a position where you can miss yep. more often. Um, and I got better at that as I've done it more. I think, especially for a first-timer or someone that's just starting out, I would, just to secure yourself, I would probably go after, um, it doesn't have to be one in particular guy, but we always talk about it. A good example would be getting locking down one of the top three running backs. Yep. It'll put you in a good position to succeed, and you won't have this um, opportunity to get to the end of the draft with a lot of money left. Yep. Um, so that's what I would do. For you, I would say um, go for guaranteed guys that you know of, and then after that try to try to round out your team. So I would go for one of the top three running backs. Yep. So that's David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, or Le'Veon Bell. Um, and you can wait on them. You can do whatever you want. Try to get the best price for them, but definitely get one of those guys. Um, I would, like I said, I would wait on quarterback and tight end. Yep. Because I think you can save a lot of money by doing that. Yep. Um, and then I would go after a legit wide receiver as well. And then after that, you can kind of choose and pick who you like, who you think is going to be good. I think that's the safest way to go. Yep. And I think that way you don't put yourself in a corner. I, I, I just think that would be the safest way and one of the smartest ways. I've done that as well. Yep. That's kind of how I would look at it. I always look at it, I feel like in an auction draft, I, I need to have like a top five player. I basically need to come out. So if if that does, if for some reason I don't get one of those top three running backs, I feel like I need one of like Beckham or Evans or Julio or Antonio Brown. I need one. Of, I need a top receiver at least. I need mm-hmm. something. And then you got to get a tier, like break it down into tiers, and know that you need a guy. For, you want a tier one guy. You want a tier two guy. You just yeah. don't and wait too long. And like especially if you're in a first time auction, it can get a little intimidating at first. And you see guys going, they're probably going to go for higher than you thought. And sometimes you might just have to make a decision. Okay, I need this guy on my team. I might have to overspend if, after you see what the draft is doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might just have to pull that trigger and do it. And, and I've seen, and that's why I don't want to go one way or the yeah. other. I've seen people end with $40 of draft cash at the end, which is a large, I mean, it's 
20% of your budget pretty much. And I've also seen people go balls to the wall, get three guys right off the yeah, bat. See, that's, I three at like the top that, and spend but. all their money, and then the rest of their team is just incoherent. So if you have an injury to you, you're screwed. But, and I mean, to your point, I, I've seen you do this year after year. Um, Craig, obviously, very, very uh, accomplished in, in fantasy, and especially, especially the draft. Um, but after seeing him do it for so many years, I already know that he goes very hard after one key player. Um, and I always laugh because usually that key player gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, um, so Jamal Charles last year. Um, but he, he does that, and then he gets a very, very well-rounded team. Um, and that's kind of how he does it. Yep. He waits for – he also banks on a waiver wire. Um, so know that you can get someone, yep. but it's much easier to get a wide receiver. Yep. And that is why I, I think this time around, especially with those three just – Top end guys. I think it's important to pay for running back this year. I yep. think you can find wide receivers somewhere else. I think else, so too. And just we talk about it all the time. Do not spend on quarterback and tight end. Don't do no, it. Especially if this is your first yeah, time. Just don't do it. You can find those are positions you can find. And yeah. if you really if you want to know a lot more about our thoughts and strategies and stuff, go back in the archives. We actually have a full episode just on a kind of our auction draft strategies, probably from about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. It's on our website at fantasyfootballprofit.com as well. You can find that. There, you know, I'll also I'll probably send an email out that email, you know, to that for that episode especially. It just kind of gives you, you know, pretty good strategies. Yeah. It is it is difficult when you're first at an auction. It can be especially if you're in, going against people oh. that have been in auction drafts before. Oh man, and it can I be was, a little interesting. I actually laughed pretty hard. And the different strategies. Uh, tell me the truth. You know, it's way different than yeah. having a snake draft, right? So oh, yeah. you're coming up and you have one of the first picks. Yeah. Are you the guy that's throwing a player out there? Do you throw a player you want right away? Do you throw a player you do not want? You want to get the money off the board? Or Dorsey, which I've done personally, and it pisses everyone off. Do you throw a kicker out there to secure one of the top kickers or defenses, knowing people won't overbid you usually? I've done it all. I've actually done it all. And it changes every time, I mean. Some years, sometimes I might be in a situation where I just like a little too nervous to get going. I throw out the kicker because I'm not ready to make a decision. Yeah, and well, no one very rarely does anyone overbid yep. you on kicker. I guarantee you, you throw out the number one defense though, they will outbid you. Yep. And they, I mean, you know, it's not a big deal, three dollars. You never know, but it can come back to hunt. And, and really, I don't think there's like a like a good, there's no like right way to do it. Like if you want to get your draft going right away. And you want to know what you have to spend? Throw out a guy you want, and just try to get it right away. Get your draft going right, right then. Because sometimes it's nice to feel when you get a player locked up right away. It just makes you feel like okay, my draft, I have a my team has already started. When you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and you still it's like 10, 15 picks in, you don't even have a player on your team yet. It's a little, it gets it a little nerve wracking. I like to get a couple players early just so you know. Okay, my team. Then I can maybe sit. And wait to yeah. see what happens. But. I'm, I'm getting excited just saying, but I actually <laughs> yeah. absolutely love the draft. And every year um, for our main draft, we we actually always do a on-site auction, um, and we actually do it on our computer still, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's just a way to uh, travel with the guys and get together once a year. But um, I do have to say the thing that I notice the most um, and can mess with people, especially doing the auctions early on, is you find that immediately for the first like two or three picks. You get this um, just a little undervalue for these guys because yeah. people are still nervous. They're holding off. They're yep. not sure. They'll back off a little bit. And then all of a sudden, there becomes this huge increase. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the top guys are gone, and then it plummets again. Well, <laughs> sometimes with like those those three top players, you might see the first guy goes for a decent amount. That second guy might go for a lot lower. 
then that third running back, when people all of a sudden really dawns on them, oh, wait, this is it for this tier? Boom, the price jumps, and the third guy goes higher than the first two, yeah. even though he might not be better than the first two. It's, it happens, if as I'm saying, get your tiers set. Know what, have an idea of, like, you'll know, okay, how many players are left in this tier that you think are mm-hmm. similar, and if you want to get certain tiers of players, make sure, shoot, this this is almost done, I have to get this guy kind of a thing. Yeah. That's how I've been kind of doing it. But And, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but you, you really do want to do your homework, yep. especially if you're not um, used to it. So definitely jump on... One of the sides doesn't matter which one, yep. and do a couple mock drafts and oh, yeah. um, get you a good feel for it. Yeah, and absolutely, and you'll kind of understand pricing too because um, whatever they set the price at, um, people will go up to that point. So if you're doing yeah. ESPN and the, it says this guy's worth forty five, you best believe people are <laughs> going to go up to forty five, and then you'll probably have to go a little yep. more. Yep. Um, so be aware of that. Always plan on spending a little more than yep. than you know projected when you're making your yep. plan. All right. Well, I think it's time to get into the NFC North episode. Well, but before that, make sure if you want to, you know, see all the latest news in the NFL, we'll have it on our Twitter account at the FF Profit. And right now, there's really not much going on, so it's kind of a little silent, so to speak, right now. I mean, kind of waiting on Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles if he's even out there anymore. I don't even know if he's even trying to make an NFL team anymore, but once those moves happen, we'll let you know. But there's really nothing going on right now. Check out FantasyFootballProfit.com. As we said, we have all our episodes on there, all the archives. You can get them on iTunes as well. Write us a review on iTunes. Always helpful for that as well. And here we go, NFC North. And I think we're going to start out with the Bears, the most exciting team in the NFC North, right? <laughs> man. man. This ah. team is in, in – I mean, they oh, man. potentially – do you think that – how do you think they're going to fare, first of all? just Record 4-12. and 12. You think you think four? They're going to actually improve Maybe, on yeah, next year, last year. That's like their that's their ceiling. Four I was and twelve. Say, I, I think that the Browns are going to be better than the Bears. This yeah, year. maybe maybe I was a little maybe two and fourteen. Maybe that's about. Say, they only won three be. last year. Maybe it's now two they, and fourteen. They don't have color. Elshon. I mean, I guess a lot of it depends on if you think Mike Glennon's any good of a quarterback, which I don't know. I mean, he was he's just he's a mediocre NFL quarterback. Think, yeah, very I mean, mediocre. And I don't know who he's throwing it to he's, either. I mean, maybe Kevin White. We keep yeah. thinking that this is year three, and we yeah. haven't seen anything from him yet. But anyway, Bears are in for a struggle, I yes. would believe. Um, but it doesn't mean that there's no one worth getting on their team. There is Jordan Howard. That I, is pretty much this. This is yeah. Jordan Howard. It's the Jordan Howard show. Yes, absolutely. It, and I, I love, I love me some Jordan Howard. I mean, I was a big, you know, fan of him before, but. Now that he is their best offensive weapon, you best believe they're going to give him a whole lot of carries, and even better for us. I mean, the only bad thing is they probably will be down a lot, so you wonder if that's going to eat into with, it. With Howard, it seems like he kind of went against the the norm, it seems like, with a bad team. When you have a bad team that can't throw the ball, it feels like a running back shouldn't do anything, and yet he did last year. Yeah, I just It still worries me. No one's... In all the early rankings you see and everything, people are ranking him pretty highly, so no one seems to be terribly worried about it. Maybe maybe Glennon is good enough. He's I think he's good enough to keep the pressure off Howard, I think, at that point. He's not fantasy relevant at all, I don't believe. Yeah, well, but he's good enough that that defenses have to, you know, keep they can't just load the box against Howard. If you do look at Glennon's numbers in you know, it's kind of in a vacuum, right? Because he didn't get a whole lot of snaps. But his numbers weren't bad. No, like when he's played, he's been an, you know, an average quarterback. Um, 
my my I mean one one of the reasons I don't really worry about it is because last year they weren't particularly good in the passing game anyway. Elshon was hurt most of the time. Kevin White was hurt. They were kind of throwing to a bunch of no name guys, and I I mean I have nothing against Cutler, but he yeah. you know he was on a poor team and yeah. he he didn't play that great either. Um, would they have? Did they have Hoyer last year too? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, no, I mean, like there weren't anything special last year, and he when he played, he Matt did. Barkley. He did, well, and Matt Barkley, <laughs> who actually <laughs> put up decent yeah. numbers at times. Um, but yeah, so that's why I don't worry. I don't. I think Jordan Howard is very, very safe. He's a young back. He hasn't been getting hurt. He did it last year in the same offense with, I'm assuming, the same average type of through the air passing scheme. So. Yeah. I think he's safe. I love him. I would definitely spend a considerable amount on him. And he's he's a running back one. I think easily. Yeah, I do he, too. He definitely is. I mean, once you get down, once you see the actual running backs there, he is. He's one of the few guys that is the he's the sure thing number one there. Jeremy Langford's not taking that job back. It's it's going to be Jordan Howard getting majority of the carries, seventy five percent of the carries probably, and it's his it's his team. So he's he's pretty much a he's very safe, I believe. I just I wouldn't want to go too high picking him. Like I'm I'm not. I mean, it's tough if you're in that spot to get him. But obviously, he's not one of the top three. He's not McCoy. He's not. You know, I still I wouldn't. That's the thing. When you get to Howard, you put him over like the Devonte Freeman. Like that's where I get an interesting thing. Like Freeman mm-hmm. splits more. As he's more of a split with Coleman than Howard is. But I feel like Freeman's uh, more talented back. I, I would I would agree with you, but, but maybe not any more talent. I just feel like he's in a better offense, so he definitely I mean, gets definitely more opportunities. I, I would agree with you. I would think this year, I think I would put Jordan Howard. I think he would edge Devontae Freeman out. Yeah, and you have to assume Mainly you have to assume that Coleman will be healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. Devontae Freeman is an absolute beast. He runs incredibly hard, but Coleman was hurt. Um, and their offense, I don't think you can score any more points than they did last yeah. year. They were unbelievable. So. Um, Devontae Freeman, unbelievable. You won't be disgusted if you got either guy, but I would take Howard. I think he's safer, and that's why I would do it. I think yep. consistency-wise, he would be better overall. And then I've seen Howard – this one I believe you're going to agree with me on. I've seen Howard ahead of Melvin Gordon quite often, but I still feel like I would go Gordon over Howard. Gordon, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I, Gordon is actually one of my one of my favorite running backs. Next, I'm, I'm actually looking at, I just went to Fantasy Pros, which I always love because they have the consensus rank, so mm-hmm. it's nice to look at just to get an idea of what everybody's doing. And they do have Howard one spot ahead of Gordon right now. I don't see, I mean. <clears> I, I like them both. I, I do like them both. I think I'm just higher. Hold it. Where, where are they ranked? It's um, Howard's fifth running back. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it, it goes I mean, obviously I'm the top gonna, three. I can't really. the four, obviously. Okay, I can't then argue that Howard, then. Gordon, then Jay Ajayi. Which Jay Ajayi, I feel like, is the more of the comparison. I always think of Howard Ajayi. What do I do there? Because yeah. they're both kind of similar. But Freeman, then Freeman's eight. But, um, I, I, yeah, I think almost McCoy, Gordon right. are probably on a tier on their own. Yep. And then you go to the Howard, Howard Ajayi, Freeman. Yeah. DeMarco Murray's on that, too. Which, DeMarco Murray, it's always it's, it's just a worry about work. Yeah, otherwise, injury. yeah. So you'd I, probably I don't know. go he, Howard over Murray? I would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, Howard has no one, no one attempting to take away his his carries. Yeah, so when I say top ten running back, he's really much closer to that top. He's the top six running back. Really, yeah. he's that's pretty I, impressive. Yeah, I absolutely love he him. Really I didn't think there. he was going to be ranked that high yet. So that's, I mean, so good for him. He he's a sure thing for the Bears. There, they're not going to yeah. do anything there. Let's look at their wide receiver receiving group, which is very Dude, interesting after the loss of Alshon. <laughs> this is an interesting, interesting. interesting group. 
Kevin White, he's a he was a what a top ten pick, wasn't he? Like the eighth pick in the draft or something now in two thousand fifteen, I believe. He he was supposed yeah. to be something here. Oh, he came he's out been, of West he, Virginia. He, just can't, he can't be he can't stay healthy right yeah, now. Yeah. Seventh pick overall. Seventh pick. Wow, he's man, that like if you're seventh pick as a receiver, you mu- you're an impressive athlete. Like I didn't see him too much because I really I mean I said this before, we're not some college football scouts here. We don't sit and watch every college game. I don't see everybody. But Man, there's talent there, but oh. is he going to be able to put it together? Well, I do remember him in West Virginia uh, coming out, and the th- knock against him was he was the kind of one-and-done kind of guy. Yep. Not that he played one year, but he had one year of solid production. Yep. And he was a freak athlete, though. I mean, yep. the year he had was crazy. Is that John Ross? It sounds like. Right, right. Freak athlete, but, I mean, one good also, year. I mean, also, you look at the, the measurables as well. So you get him in the combine, and you see why people fall in love with him. The guy is 216 pounds, 6'3". Yeah. I mean, he has speed like crazy. I mean, the guy A can... 4'3", four, 4". Yeah, so he's, <laughs> he is what NFL teams look, and they're like, he can be yeah. our number one. Yeah. So, um, But then he got hurt, so we have not been able to see what he really can do. I just hope he stays healthy. I just want to know if this guy can play I in know. the NFL. And if he if he can, that offense just jumps up a notch. If it this I mean, we sit and joke, oh, the Bears are gonna be terrible, two and fourteen, whatever, four and twelve. If Mike Glennon is a competent quarterback and Kevin White is an actual really good NFL receiver, they're not gonna be maybe as bad as we thought offensively. I mean they're not gonna be a good team, I don't think, no matter what, but they might be able to do some something on offense. Yeah. I mean they might still they, 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 they might could still be terrible. Games. They might they, they actually they're one of the teams I feel like that has so much room to move that we don't, we really don't know at this point. Look at these other receivers. I mean, a lot of these guys have been disappointments where they've been. I mean, first Cam Meredith though. I think Cam Meredith still has some good potential here to be a very good receiver. He started to step up last year. I think it was his second season. He played didn't play at all his rookie year or whatever it was. This guy is one of those another freak athlete type things who just needed some time to learn the position a little more. And he, I mean, he could keep improving. So he's something. Could be really good. Eddie Royal's still there. <laughs> Eddie Royal's Eddie just, Royal. He's a, he's not going to be fantasy relevant, but he's an okay NFL receiver. Marcus Wheaton is there now. Kendall Wright is there now. Ruben Randall is there now. That that's just like a, a that's lot. a list of receivers that we've I, we know way too much about for fantasy. They're always on like that waiver wire receiver that you think's going to do something. And really, I feel like they're on the Marcus. Wheaton. They're the same thing. Marcus Wheaton, Kendall Wright, Ruben like Randall, tail end of their. Their careers. That's I mean, the only and they've problem. been they've been rostered in probably every league you've been in over the last five years, and they oh, yeah. disappointed Without completely. Doubt. Like, so yeah. I don't really. I mean, but as like the third, fourth receivers, who knows? Maybe they're okay. I'm, they do have some, and I think you hit on one that is kind of interesting because right now Cam Meredith is. I mean, he's really listed as their number one wide receiver because he was healthy last year. He's the only mm-hmm. one that was left. Um, but I'm, I was always surprised, like looking back at his stats, because. He, I don't know where he was. I guess he was number two. I'm not sure. I feel like he kind of went in and out of what position he was yep. at. But last year he played 14 games for the Bears, 66 receptions, <laughs> almost 900 that's yards. Really, not, that's even better than I expected. Actually, yeah, and he he kind of did it very very quietly. And the guy has size. I mean, he's six three. So you have him and White, and if both can stay healthy, Glennon is halfway decent. Um, I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't repeat those numbers. So um, he might be a, a sneaky option to grab yeah. as your number three wide receiver because he's not going to be a yeah, name. One of those, no those one really cheap, cares about him. Those cheap end of draft guys that could actually do something for you. And if he doesn't, who cares? Throw him, throw him back in the waiver wire. But he has some potential there. 
I mean, the, really, this group has more potential than I thought before I went into this Bears review here. Because it, it really depends on how good Glennon is. Glennon is. Yeah. It really does. Like, it's hard to say because we don't know much about him right now. It's, it's been a couple years since he played. Then their tight end, Zach Miller, was definitely fantasy relevant last year when he played. Yeah, I still like Zach Miller. Yeah, he was, for sure. If Glennon relevant. isn't that great, even yeah. if he's not, he's going to use the tight end as his you know, yeah. security blanket. Obviously, Zach Miller can play in the red zone as well. He's he's just a very, very solid tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to be draftable no matter what. You know, I might be more interested in this offense than I thought I was. I still don't necessarily expect great things, but there's some intrigue there. Just I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with some of these guys. And I just I just don't know what to expect from Mike Glennon and if he's going to be able to make well, these guys fantasy relevant. And this is why it's hard to tell. So Mike Glennon comes in, and I'm pretty sure he was drafted in 2013. Is that so correct? It's, it's so, around, yeah. so his rookie year, he comes in for Tampa Bay, plays 13 games, and he goes almost 60% completion, which for a rookie is, you know, that's very solid. 2,600 yards with 19 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, wow, that's actually it's very, very respectable, especially for a rookie. And then he gets six games he gets to play in 2014. Then, then 15, they draft James Winston. Yeah, exactly. And then 2016 he gets to play two games. So yeah. we haven't seen him since his rookie year. We don't know mm-hmm. if it was a flash in the pan. We don't know if that was just... A scheme. I, I really don't know anything about it because I didn't watch him when he was a rookie. Just yeah, not much. No, there wasn't much to watch there. Yeah. So I, I personally don't know. Um, I, I don't. It's, it's, it's really, it's a mystery right now to see what he's going to do. And, and but obviously they believe in him because they paid him a buttload to for a, a guy yeah. that hasn't proven himself. And coming up in the draft, I don't see them draft making any moves for. I thought at one point it looked like maybe they're going to draft a quarterback. Not even they're they're going to see what Glennon does. They're not going to get an offensive player in the first round. It, and they really we won't. Yeah, they get they don't need a no. running back. They're probably set at tight end, wide receiver. Even I think they might feel like they're set. At least they're going to give it a shot this year with White and Meredith. I would if if you I know, were them. They're especially, going to, yeah. especially in the division they're at. Um, yep. You have to beef up that defense because they got that's old what, yep. and they got they got poor real quick. So that's, if you can replace a few key spaces yep. in there. Um, then who knows? They might be better than we were joking about. They really might, but maybe I just talked myself into I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're, believe me, they're not going to be no, good. No, but maybe six wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Who knows? All right, let's move to the Lions, which they're always some kind of fantasy value here. It's just where is it going to be? Last year, there to me, wasn't as much as usual, actually, fantasy-wise. Stafford started out great, I feel like, but I feel like he tailed off as the year went on for fantasy-wise. He still had a good season, probably his best season as a quarterback, like just overall. But fantasy-wise, it kind of tailed off and really wasn't a guy you wanted to use as your starter later on in the year. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, wide receivers. Golden Tate stepped up Dude, as the year went on. talk about the, the di- t- tale <laughs> yeah, of two yeah, cities. Yeah, right? Dude, Marvin Jones starts off incredibly hot, then just disappears. And Golden disappears. Tate starts off so cold and then finishes like you would want him to. So basically what's going to happen here is Marvin Jones is going to be drafted for nothing this year. And who knows? I don't know, he might not do anything. Golden Tate's going to still be in that. I don't feel like Golden Tate's going to even be much. These None of these guys are going to be drafted terribly high for, to me. And I I wouldn't trust either of them at all. I wouldn't even trust Golden. I like Golden Tate more than Jones probably, but I wouldn't trust it. I, no, I, I, Marvin Jones really, really, really um, just – Killed me at the end. I just I, I can't trust him. I do. I'll, I'll tell you this. I do trust Golden Tate for the right price. 
Um, yeah, I, true. If you get him for cheap enough, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, Marvin Jones, I I don't know how you can disappear completely from the offense like he did. Um, so for me, he's a he's a non-starter. I'll let someone else um, yep. use their money on him, and then if if he turns out to be great his second year, I'll you know I'll wash my hands and say you know I'm still okay with that. Looking at this here, it's kind of sad to say, but fantasy wise, I feel more comfortable with some of the Bears players than I do Lions players. I do too. <laughs> and I'm a Lions fan. We're Lions yeah. fans here. Like, this is kind of sad. I mean, the Lions, I think, will be a better team. And I really like the Lions improve their offensive line greatly. They're going to have a very good offensive line. But who's going to be running the ball? Is Amir Abdul going to make it through four games? Like, yeah. he's going to get hurt. Theo Riddick's not a running. He's not. A, he's a pass-catching back. Zach Zenner, he's fine. But he's not going to be a guy you're going to draft. Like, the fa- fantasy-wise, is anything exciting? Maybe Amir Abdullah for cheap. Yeah. That's like that's the kind of thing you're looking at here is getting a guy like Abdullah late yeah. in a draft for under ten bucks and he hits exactly. That's Th- what it really is here. I, I, him as a whatever he is third year sleeper yep. and then um, Golden Tate maybe yep. late. Um, and Riddick should still have value again this year. But what, I, well, what, what do you do with Riddick? I'm not. No, like, let's be honest. Yes, he will. But I'm probably not drafting him. Those no. are the guys I'm picking off of waivers. Yeah. PPR. If you if we were in a PPR league, I, Riddick has a lot more value. Yeah. I'm not in one. Well, so if Abdullah stays healthy, though, you never know. True. With, I'm not. I'm not excited fantasy wise about no. anything here. No. And and the big thing about that as well is, especially Stafford and how the offense used to be ran compared to now. Um, much better for the team as an NFL sense. You want to get wins. You want to do that kind of stuff. Wonderful, right? As far as a fantasy look, you look and Stafford has been, uh, or the offense in general, has been much more efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, But he goes from just a year ago, um, about the same yardage, but 32 touchdowns, and he drops all the way to 24, mm-hmm. but they get more wins. Yeah. So you see that they're trying to control the ball. They're trying to they're trying to play just better football. Honestly, and that's not better fantasy football. He that's turned the thing. into more of like an Alex Smith type quarterback there at the end of the year. Yeah, he's like. really he managing really the games, and it, I mean he's a better quarterback for it. No, yeah, and it's they're going to win more. Probably they'll be better that way. But fantasy wise, it's not like he's throwing the ball deep to Calvin anymore and getting you these big numbers. But. No, and that's also why Alex Smith. <laughs> He might be a yeah. better quarterback, but I'm, I take Cousins yep. any day over him in fantasy but or Staff, anything like that. Stafford is still a guy that if you're doing the no QB strategy, you're waiting it, waiting around to the end, you can get him for a buck, and you would probably feel comfortable starting your season with him and then seeing if maybe he has a little better year. If not, you find somebody else. Yeah. I feel comfortable with him as my week one starter just to see what he does, but I'd still be trying to get somebody. And I actually did last year. I had him as my starter for the first half of the season, and he did fine. Yeah. Yeah. He kept me. Like, it, he didn't kill my no. season. You just you want probably something a little bit more to win. Yeah. You know, if when it gets, if I take a it. risk on a quarterback, I pair him up with someone like Stafford and yeah. Eli Manning, someone that's going to get me points sporadically, yeah. if not you know something. And then if I want to take a chance at like uh, like if I think Jameis Winston's going to make a huge jump forward, I would always pair those two up. But if I have like if I get one of the top guys, I don't have to worry about. Then I don't really have to think about it until maybe waivers or like one of my last picks. Yeah. Well, and then the tight end position. Eric Ebron has all the tail in the world, uh, but I am still not drafting dude. this guy. Maybe I will for a dollar. He's another one of those dollar guys right. at tight end that you might, okay, you get him for a buck. Let's see, is this the year he breaks out? We've been talking about Ebron breaking out for how many years now? It just hasn't happened yet. No. I feel like he has. he's always hurt, and it's just something's not clicking. I feel 
Well, and it it could, but it, it hasn't a, yet. It usually takes a while for tight ends. Yes. Like even Vernon Davis, when he was like a top ten pick, yep. it took him a couple of years to really get going, and then he had a few really good years. If this is going to be it, if he's going to break out, I feel like this is going to be the year. Um, last year he had seven hundred yards receiving, only a one touchdown. Well, he had two, but one was rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, the year before that, he had five touchdowns. So, will the regression of the pass happy offense affect him too? It looks like it does. Yep. But his uh, yardage should keep him in it. And you're right, he is a phenomenal athlete. Um, I think it took him a little while to kind of get in the flow. Um, also, just out of <laughs> – I was watching uh, some of these, you know, different drafts. Yeah. And I think NFL.com or something yeah. actually predicted that the Lions would draft Najoku from Miami really? as a tight end. I and I was like, that, yeah. if they do, I will, I will riot <laughs> – in yeah. the streets because no. that would be the dumbest thing ever for us. That's what Lions would do. Have Lions have in the I mean in our lifetime I've already I've known picked two tight ends in the first round. Pettigrew mm. and uh, and then Ebron. How well have and, those worked out? Yeah. And they're not bad players, but you're wasting you're not wasting. You're using a first round. How many round times draft does a tight end in the first round really work out? <laughs> Vernon Davis was a first round tight end. He had some good years, but it was that a first round value? No. Like it just doesn't work. I've actually heard some. When was Gronk drafted? Gronk, he was later, was he second third or third. Round or he was something, yeah, second or third, something like that. Um, I've yeah. heard a little bit of talk of maybe the Lions getting a wide receiver in the first round, even. Which either the Lions oh, wide no. receiver jokes. Yeah. You don't want don't that. Don't do it. it. I mean, dude. I, dude. I mean, right. It, will, it has nothing. Yeah, it has defense. nothing to do with fantasy. But we're about to freak out about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is absolutely. Please get defense. Yep. Like get a linebacker. Yep. I don't care what you get. Just get <laughs> someone on defense. It, or, or for some reason, like, I don't know, if you can improve yeah. your offensive line, which I highly doubt we can where we're at. But, dude, go defense, for the love of God. Well, we don't need any more. Make sure Marvin Jones – Marvin Jones can work. Yeah. Just give him time, well, I guess. But then back to getting, like, the Ebron. He's that kind of player that if you're looking for a tight end to break out, maybe he's the guy who does it. Like, you know, yeah. you know I always like to take a chance on a tight end kind of for a dollar, and maybe he's the guy who breaks out and becomes something. He could be. We don't know. In tight end, it's not a big deal. You find somebody all the time. Yeah. So you may, maybe take a chance on a guy. I, I'd rather maybe take a chance on Ebron for a dollar than Cameron Brait for a dollar. Maybe not Cameron Brait, but somebody I like, like I like Brait, like but somebody yeah. like that in a way that you know is never going to be like amazing, like like really top three tight end. Ebron still has the potential to be that. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. Like Ebron kind of irks me just because how he hasn't really caught on yet, and I, he has stone hands at times. But he does have much more potential than a lot of the other tight ends. Yep. So if you if you want to draft him, he's definitely within that top ten conversation. Yep. And you have to have a tight end to start with. I don't mind it being him. But don't spend I mean, more than a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can't get, you know, I, I love Hunter Henry. I love, I mean, obviously you love all those top guys. There's a lot of guys this year I'd start to like. Like even like a Jack Doyle now that he's the guy in the Colts. Like there's a lot of yeah. guys you can get for nothing that could be right? decent. And we're even talking about uh, Ertz. Uh, we're yep. talking about him at a different podcast. There, there's a lot of guys that have potential, so don't write him off. I think Ebron definitely has potential of doing something. Just beware that he comes with a lower floor yep. and a higher ceiling. Both. Yep. Well, yeah, man, this is actually kind of a depressing fantasy outlook for the Lions. There, I didn't. I don't know if I expected that or not, but no. I just don't know what to expect. Yeah, Abdullah could have a lot of value, but we just don't know with his injuries. Well, so. I think finally they're they're not going to be overhyped. So I, I yeah. really do. I think. Abdullah's interesting. Keep your eye on him. Yeah. Keep your eye on Ebron. Well, you can pair up Stafford with another Stafford, quarterback. Even Stafford, I mean, look at what Matt Ryan all of a sudden did last year. He's always been okay, 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 and kind of borderline if you're going to have him on your team or start him or not. And then all of a sudden he's the top three, top four quarterback in fantasy. 
Stafford is still young enough for he oh. that could happen. And he he's got he all has, the tools. He's but still, he's still he's like quarterback wise. He's starting to get into his prime now. He's not yeah. even quite there yet. So it it could happen. We we wouldn't have expected it to happen to Matt Ryan last year. So uh, I, in, mean, <laughs> in, I mean, in two years ago, would we have expected Cam Newton to have the season he did? Like, uh, that's definitely I would have. Like not. It, a lot but of these I, happen. happen that's where predicting running too. Like so Matt Ryan was strictly passing. You just don't know. No, and but you also base it on the weapons around him, right? True. We we didn't ever Matt thought Ryan, that Ryan was going to be outside. You know, we were like, yeah, it's pretty safe that pretty, he could be in the top weapons, ten. Yeah. yeah. All right, Packers. Let's move to the Packers, and this is Ooh, where there's now it's quite the complete opposite of fantasy value here. So you start out with the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy on most everybody's boards. Undoubted. The problem is, in auction drafts, I'm not drafting him because I'm not spending money on him. But if you do, I have no problem with it. I understand it. No, I really don't. You just have to... Because I'd absolutely, I'd love to have him yeah. on my team again like I did last year. You just have a, to plan around oh, him. Oh, it's a great feeling to plug in Aaron Rodgers at your quarterback spot. There's you, like no better feeling than no, that. No, you automatically have you know, a, a leg up. Okay. Auction draft, right away. How much are you going up to to draft Rodgers? Like, what, I know we both what, don't what do, usually what, do it. What do I think he, like, you're going to yeah, have to pay like, to what, get him? Like, you personally, like, oh. even with a no quarterback strategy, like, you like to go spend nothing on quarterback. What's oh. a number that you'd be like, I have to do it? Um, 25, I don't okay. bet an eye at. Okay. I, I think if he doesn't, if he goes for <laughs> below 30, yeah, I would be, pretty much I'm doing it to, to protect the Myself, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So pretty much, I would, I'd probably go up to thirty. Yeah, and then after that, I let him go, and I'm like, okay, he's going yeah. for something yeah. that he should. But if I get him for thirty, I'm like, oh, I have to change my yeah. strategy. But there's no way he should yeah. go for less. Well, and right away, my first thought was in the twenty to twenty five range. Where if I'm like, if he's, if he's there, I'm like, I have to put a bid in. I just have to put a bid, and I can't let him go for cheaper no. than that. I mean, the guy threw it, forty touchdowns in. Yeah. 40. And I'm still saying, like, I know he's worth more than that. Like, we're just so conservative with spending on quarterback. But yeah. still, yeah, if he's 20, 20, 20 to 25, I'm going to be like, I have to put a bid on him. And if I get him, I get him. I can, my, yeah, my strategy changes on the fly at that point. But he's that good. He, he's like, I mean, the end of that season last year was just it was ridiculous how good he was for a while there. Oh, I mean. And how's it going to be worse this year? I don't see how it will be. I mean, I just don't. Like, look at these. He has eight, eight out of his... 16 games, so half of his games, he throws three or more touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, right there alone, half the games, you're guaranteed to have, Ugh. you know, extra points over, over your competition. Yep. It's, he's and, then, and then if they don't also have one of those top quarterbacks, and that's that's why our thing is you have to be able to make it up other places. So mm-hmm. if you really, if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, he's a he's if, awesome. If but, you're in a keeper league and you have very cheap value on a couple of positions, you can take a chance and get Aaron Rodgers. That's also true. It you depends know. on how you're how you're you know you're situated. Really does. But the other players, Jordy Nelson, the wide receiver, Jordy Nelson, Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb. Okay, oh, man, just so a, so good. I was gonna say Jordy Nelson, great. Devonte Adams really became something last year. I thought like like was I was very impressed with Adams, and he kept playing like that. Randall Cobb now. He's the one. He's like the interesting player here. Like, what do you do with Randall Cobb? What I don't understand what what the difference was. Maybe between injured. Year to year. I, maybe he's been injured. Like he's had these injuries and well, they've been nagging. So was he injured? How injured it, was he? It has been two years, right? Yeah. So 2014, he went off and he went for almost 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Especially, I don't think he wasn't even the number one guy. No, I I like the fact that maybe he's going to be overlooked and you can get him for a yeah. cheaper price. But, but just, I mean, the next two years, 806, see, which is a yeah. huge drop-off. And then last year, 604. So yeah, see. he's trending in the wrong way. But that doesn't necessarily mean 
you know, that he's done. It could have yeah. been injuries. It could have been anything. We Last year he played really 13 know. games. So, But Devontae Adams was just he was ridiculous. He was really, really good. Are you keeping Devontae Adams? Think um, about <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like That's a nice price. Like A lot of people in keeper leagues probably got Devontae Adams for nothing last year and have a very good value. Do you expect him to replicate those numbers, get the same kind of numbers again, go down, go well, up, or just kind of see, stay? It's, it's very t- <laughs> like what is? What do I don't know. His, his numbers were 1,012, right? 1,000 yards, very 12 touchdowns. It's incredible. But I just can't imagine him, even on an offense like that, 12 touchdowns is very hard to replicate, mm-hmm. and especially the way he did it too. And he's not the number one guy. Um, he definitely can with Aaron Rodgers throwing it to him. I expect him to um, get similar yardage, but I think he will drop down to probably more. I mean, he's got to cut some of the touchdowns. Or touchdowns. So yep. give me a, give me a thousand yards again, and then give me nine touchdowns. Still incredibly worth having, but um, you know, just and now. How does Martellus Bennett affect the receivers? Does he affect the receivers? Does he take in some of their work? Or is he, is he just Jared Cook? Like, is he going to... I have the feeling Martellus Bennett is going to be overhyped. A little bit. I still think he's a good, very good tight end to get, but I feel like he's going to be hyped a little bit too much. Um, I could see that. I mean, I mean I'm not saying, he's gonna be, not saying he's going to be a disappointment even. I just but, feel like he's going to be talked about right with maybe... Like Kelsey and right. Reed. And well, tell me this: Have you ever? What was the last dominant tight end that played for Green Bay? I mean, there's that's the thing. I guess with the tight ends with Green Bay, it's always like it's so much potential. Like remember, Jermichael Finley was like, yeah, he was always like he's supposed to be really good. And he had some good seasons and good numbers before he got hurt, but I don't feel like the tight end has ever been as good as we wanted him to or thought he no, should be. No, I, I think in Green Bay's... been solid, but never been amazing. Green Bay's yeah. offense doesn't lend itself, and doesn't mean he'll be bad. No, it just means he's... they don't go out of their way to use yep. the tight end incredible, you know, a lot. Yep. You know, he's not going to come in and put up Gronk numbers, or Kelsey even. Um, I think he'll be very good, don't get me wrong. I think he's definitely a starter um, in this offense, and I think he could uh, take away a few touchdowns from yep. the, the top wide receivers. I think that will happen. Um, and I, like I said, I think he'll be good. I, I would... Probably say kind of like what he did for New England last year, yeah. right? Yeah, he'll be a top ten receiver for sure, yeah. tight end for sure. But doubt, I, I but. don't don't go crazy because yeah. I've seen other guys jump into this role, and everyone always thinks that because Aaron Rodgers is slinging the ball, that all automatically they're going to jump <laughs> yep. to ten touchdowns. It just hasn't happened in the past. I wouldn't assume it's going to happen now. All right, running back. This is where it's really interesting. Right now, it's Ty Montgomery is their starter. Chris and Michael's their backup. Are they going to draft one? Do you think they're good? This is I think the, the rumor I, I is think they, if the right one fell to them, they if would. If Christian Christian McCaffrey, oh please don't get me started. How much I would love that, <laughs> right? Um, like that would be a Christian nice. McCaffrey in this offense would just. Yeah, be, I don't be, want to go overboard, but revolutionize <laughs> the, the pretty position. Amazing. I mean, they already, the way that guy catches. Oh my gosh, he could do anything. I said they already have a wide receiver playing running back, and Christian McCaffrey. I feel like he could be a wide receiver. Like you see him run guy. those drills and or yeah. his highlight reel yeah. from. Oh my gosh, the guy is. He would be perfect for this type of. I would love scheme. to see McCaffrey on the Packers. I don't even know if he'll last that long anymore. No. Who, but but who knows? I mean, you never know. Even Delvin Cook, they're showing him like falling. Yep. Delvin Cook is there. Green Bay is going to scoop him up. They're yeah. not stupid. And you could plug him in right away. And you could still use Ty Montgomery on third well, down. See, see, I don't even know how to – I can't even, like, really talk about their running backs right now because I just don't know what they're going to have. Is And if Montgomery is their guy, I mean, 
I don't know. Like it's, I, I'm at a loss for what. I don't even know what his value would be. He's going to be valuable. I feel like, but yeah, he, where twenty bucks? Eh, I I don't. Is that don't too know. much? Yeah. But he's going to go for that, right? Yeah, I, I think I would stay away from him only too, because like, I think Ty Montgomery would be the third down back, and then Christian Michael would be man probably be the running Christian back. Christian freaking Michael is still around. Like, yeah, how is this? This guy is like. He, I don't know what I mean. He's been in my dynasty league for like five years, and like uh, he he's was, been on. Everyone Seattle, talks about his Washington, talent. Dallas, Seattle, Green Bay. Yeah, and I mean, he didn't last year. There's something with there's something about him I that mean, teams don't like. 600 yards, an average of 3.9, which isn't great, but it's the first time he's ever fallen below 4.4, and he has seven touchdowns and one <laughs> through there. So I mean, he still put up numbers. I mean, he the guy, he the guy looks is pretty talented. When he's out there. Every time you see him play, he seems like a. He must be a head case or something. Know. I don't know. But he keeps bound, I mean, he keeps getting jobs. Yeah. So, obviously, people. I think people don't recognize him as a premier talent. Yep. But they say, hey, this guy is good enough. And let's be honest, they don't necessarily need a dominant yeah. run game. Well, but if they have these guys, if they have Christian Michael, Ty Montgomery, and then maybe they find one other well, guy to pound it out. No, I think Ripkowski's going to steal touchdowns. He actually did, he did relatively well, besides for that, that yeah, heartbreaking yeah, fumble. That fumble. Yeah. But he... He looked good running the ball. So I don't necessarily think they have to draft someone. I think they will if... If, if the right guys... Yeah, if the value just drops in their lap, they're yeah. going to take him. But I don't foresee them doing that, and they don't have to because they throw a bunch of touchdowns, and they really need to beef yeah. up their offensive line. So. All right. Well, the final verdict with the Packers is draft a lot of Packers players. Right. Well, be this is good, actually... The good. <laughs> yeah, draft everyone you can. <laughs> but how much would you spend on Jordy Nelson? Because he's a top-end talent, See, but I he's getting like, older. I feel like he's going to drop maybe slightly. I'm still in that, somewhere in the 30 range. I don't know where. Okay, but. and you assume that you don't think he'll actually go for that, or you do? He, I, I could see him going higher. No, no, I do too. I don't yeah, think see, I would I be could, able to get him for I that. I could see him going up to 40, maybe higher. It just depends on who's out there for sure, but I would be in the 30s for him. 35, probably. That's where I'd feel comfortable. Um, he's probably going to go 40s. I mean, it's, just, it's hard to say right now. I just feel like I'd go 35 and feel comfortable with it. I mean, for this some reason, guy is a freaking is, machine. And I, for some reason, I'm not comfortable with it. No, and I, I'm not either because I feel like he's finally hit that. Finally, is hit, he 32 years old? What is his age? Oh, What's his actual age? I feel like he's in his 30s now. His age is 31. He was born in 85. All right. So, so he's going to be 32 this year. Yeah, he'll be 32 playing. But Okay, yep. See, and yeah. just because I love going over the numbers as well. Since when he really got his start, when he f- first really, really came on the scene, three years into his career in 2011, he blew up for 12, 1250 yards and 15 touchdowns. Then regressed a bit because he got hurt, t- played only 12 games. 750 yards, 7 TDs. Next year, about the same uh, with TDs at 8 but he blew up to 1,300 yards receiving. And then the last two years, he has been an absolute just beast. I mean, you you yep. can't touch these numbers. 1,500 yards with 13 touchdowns and then 1,300 yards with 14. Like, I can't take anything away from the guy. He's playing the same system. He's playing with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they like to throw. <laughs> but at what point do you have to fall off a little bit? And now you do have Devontae Adams. You do have Martellus Bennett. Can his touchdowns? Survive. It's hard. It's hard to predict a fall off, which I tried to with him, maybe slightly, but it's I mean, hard to predict it. But you just you kind of. I'm always to the point where I'd rather, you know, get rid of him a year before he falls off, kind of thing. 
You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to get him that year that yeah. he does fall off. Because you have to pay top dollar for him. I yeah, think that's, that's my, where my head is at. That's where, that gets, that's where my worry starts to be with guys at, at that age. It's like, wh- when's it going to happen? Am I going to be the one who gets burnt this year? You yeah. know. And if you're paying for him, because I think he'll be a little bit less than maybe the top yeah. guys. But if you're going to pay for him, would you rather just pay an extra $5 or something and grab one of those top guys? We're talking Julio... If you Beckham, could get like an AJ Evans. Green to drop to you for if you could get well, AJ think, Green for think, Nelson money, I'd do AJ Green. I think AJ Green is going to go for less than I'd want AJ Green. Yeah, I was going to say. I think Bryant will go less than him too. I want Des. Okay, I, I'm on totally totally agree right. with you. I would take and those two guys. Jordy, over. I just would rather no, have not, those guys. Not at all. You can it after seeing his numbers, yeah. there's nothing I can do I mean, but like, love I, this guy. I'd love to have Jordy too, but it's just I I feel more comfortable. I guess that's pretty much it. That's all I got for Packers. You know who else? And one last thing. Yeah. All these guys, they have so many different guys, um, especially wide receivers, that they always kind of bring them out for yeah. a game or two. But And you never know who is going to really have the breakout year. Yep. That Geronimo guy. <laughs> Geronimo? Dude, Allison. the last couple weeks or whatever, he was just yes. killing it. All of a sudden, he just show up. Yeah. I picked him up from their dynasty league because of it. Did you? Gosh, man. <laughs> I know. I think I released him. I was going to say. But I did him. at one point. I picked him up. I'm like, yeah, maybe this guy. Who knows? I mean, last two games. Well, I mean, he didn't do that much. But in playoffs, he was great. But last two games, four catches apiece, 60, 60 yards, then 91 yards and a touchdown. And then he did stuff in the playoffs as well. You're, but a, yeah. another big target for Aaron Rodgers. Your Packers receiver, you might have value at some point. Yeah, that's very it's, true. All right, we got one last team in the North, and this is probably going to be a lot quicker because I'm not very excited about this team. The Vikings. Um, I'm not terribly excited about most of these players. Very good defense, but kind of a dumpster yeah. fire of an offense. Quarterback, now. Sam Bradford, not fantasy relevant. He's no. okay. He can. He's decent enough as a quarterback to not completely make the team terrible, but he's probably not. He's not good enough to do much. Yeah, you're, you're not very gonna nice have nice to him, but yeah, yeah, you're not gonna have him on your, your fantasy team at all. It's just. He's not even a thought to be in a fantasy team. No. Wide receiver-wise, you got Stefan Diggs. I think I'm a little bit more of a Diggs fan than you are, I kind of feel. I'm not even a big Diggs fan, but you, I mean, you it's, are. More, it's more of... I know I, he has... I feel like you're more down on him mainly because of the quarterback. Yeah, I, I just I feel, don't I don't mess around with any of these guys. Right? Especially Diggs will go for yeah. some sort of value because yeah. he's a good wide receiver. Um, but if I'm going to be here, I'm pro- I would probably take a chance on Adam Thielen for a buck, yeah. then pay ten dollars for Diggs. Right. You know what I mean? That Thielen, yeah, I wouldn't mind Thielen on my team for very low for one of those you know dollar, two dollar, three dollar players yeah. end of a draft. And for those who don't know, Adam Thielen <coughs> is a six two receiver. <laughs> <laughs> for the Vikings, because no one knows who the guy is. Just kind of came out of nowhere last year. Yeah, he had a pretty solid season. He had a thousand yards with five touchdowns. Um, that's pretty much the best you can hope for in this offense. And he's for the not most a part. guy. You're not going to be plugging him into your lineup. That's the thing. He's, he's, he's a yeah. He's a waiver ad. You he's never a, know. Com- he's a bad bye week guy. Like if you're on a, you have a lot of guys off on a bye week. You're going to play. Him. I don't think. He has the potential to be much more than that, especially in the, with Bradford throwing the ball. And, I just don't see it. And he, last year, he outperformed Stefan Diggs. It's true. So mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs had 900 yards with, you know, three touchdowns. <sighs> then they got Treadwell, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. D- Dynasty wise, <sighs> still might have some value. Like just a redraft league. You have, I, there's no, he, he's not draftable. I don't. I don't. Don't know what he is. He's not draftable to me. Maybe maybe you you take a flyer on him for one dollar. And just wait a week and see. Does he do anything week one? Okay, is no. He gonna, Boom, is he going to play? Like, I'm, it's just, I'll know. be honest. I'm so confused. For a first-round receiver? So like, confused at this whole thing. I, I literally yeah. have to stay away from it because I have no idea even what no. I'm talking about when it comes to Treadwell because none of this makes sense. Nope. 
the only other thing that probably the only to me the only player that has fantasy value on this team is Latavius Murray. Yeah, and I think he'll I think he'll be fine. He should be fine because yeah. I mean this thing we're saying we're, we don't like this offense necessarily, but the offense is okay enough. It's mediocre enough that a running back can maybe do something. Yeah, I mean you know it, the offensive line was terrible last year. They added Riley Reef from Detroit, who should be a little bit better for them. Yeah, and their defense is good, so you know they're going to want to run the ball. Um, and, I mean, don't get us wrong. If if a wide receiver catches fire, I don't see any of them that will. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not starting Bradford, but he did have 20 touchdowns, and he did have, uh, you know, thirty five yeah. to 4,000 yards. So they do move the ball somewhat. Yeah. Um, not great, but the, no. Murray, Murray will have value because he is going to be the starting yeah. running back, and you can play him. Every team is going to have someone that, you can, that will be yeah. worth playing. Jarek McKinnon has kind of shown that he can't be the guy. Um, and so he's yeah. going to be – he's just not done it. I, I kept thinking McKinnon has something there. But, I mean, at this point, do you expect much from him anymore? No, I'm I'm off McKinnon completely. They haven't even, even signed Asiata yet, have they? No. Which is surprising. Hey, look at that. They have Bishop Sankey. I was just gonna, yeah, Bishop Sankey, man. He's actually hey, in the what's NFL guy, right now. What's that guy up to? <laughs> Bishop Sankey. Remember when he was supposed to be the next big thing? I drafted Bishop Sankey. Oh, that's that is awesome. It's very sad. Tennessee, yeah, they wow, they cut ties with that guy quick. Yeah, he just was not going to get it done. No. So I am not excited about the Vikings. Latavius Murray, and you know he's about it, and he's going to probably go for an okay price. I just have that feeling, and I think he should. I I think he'll go just for an okay price. Won't be. He's not going to probably be too. High price, and he's probably going to he's probably going to be just about right. I think yeah. you're going to get him for something that's probably worth. I think is. you're you're buying his his touchdown relevance. And yep. last year, you know the Raiders throw a lot, and they're a better offense yep. by far. But he had 12 touchdowns. I mean, yep. that is considerable. So even if he goes down and he has eight touchdowns, he's going to be worth starting at yep. some point. So the only other person is the tight end, um, Kyle oh, yeah. Rudolph, gets a lot of love for some reason. But I've never been uh, <laughs> particularly interested in him. You. I mean, at times a half, and then he just he's not consistent. He's not. That's the thing, Rudolph. He's going to have some good weeks for you, but he's never probably going to be consistent enough to be an every week starter. And that kind of, I like to find somebody that's going to be more consistent. And I think there's a lot more tight ends this year that are going to be around the Rudolph level. Yeah, that might be just more consistent. Which he he can you can put him on your team. It's probably not, it's not a it's probably not going to kill you. Some weeks it might. He's going to get nothing. But he's, then he's yeah. going to get touched. He's, he's very touchdown dependent. Yeah. And last year, he actually, quietly, he did pretty well. He had 840 yards with seven touchdowns. And a so lot of it, though, is like he has playable. big games and he has nothing games. And he's playable. He's fun. He's at the, yeah. he's at the end of the top ten, maybe. Yeah. And that's the thing ends. with tight ends. You really do have to find someone you believe in because, yeah. you know, a lot of them are going to be very, very similar. Yep. Well, I think that's it for the NFC North, our little breakdown of all the teams pretty much going after every player that's fantasy relevant. So yeah, give you an idea. I never would have thought I would say this, but obviously after green Bay, Chicago's kind of the most exciting team. And And, Detroit doesn't at all. No. And, and and Chicago (laughs) might have a, um, a a few sleepers at wide receiver. I'm I'm interested in there. They interest me more right now than the lions and Vikings. I don't feel like they're going to be better than those teams, but fantasy wise. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. Keep Cam Meredith on your radar. All right, well, that's it for the NFC North show. I think the next episode will probably go over the NFC South and some of the teams there. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter at the <laughs> FF Profit, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Send us an email, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com, and I'll 
ask Jeff a random question at the beginning of the show that he doesn't expect if you send me one. So until then, we'll talk to you guys next time.